Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. And today I am joined by the one, the only, the amazing rainmaker, Adrian Richardson. Now, if you guys don't know Adrian, Adrian is responsible for all of the advertising that we do at Clients on Demand. So she is our head of lead flow and um, getting new leads and new clients and advertising and, and anything about attracting new clients and getting them in the door. That is Adrian's area of mastery. And not only does she do that for us, um, a lot of people don't know this, but Adrian is also the one who's coaching our clients on how to make their advertising more successful. So it's, it's, it's fantastic because I get to leverage her expertise here in the business to grow, to grow our business, but then our clients also get to leverage Adrian's expertise to grow their business as well. And so what we wanted to do today is come on and talk to you about Facebook ads. And first of all, why you should be using them if you're not, but also if you are, or if you're about to start using Facebook ads, Facebook is actually, well, there's a lot of big changes that are going to be happening in the fourth quarter of 2017 that we want you guys to be aware of so that you don't get caught off guard. Facebook's been going to be getting a lot more competitive and a lot of stuff's happening. So anyway, Adrian, welcome. It's fantastic to have you here. Why don't you just real quick, give us a rundown of why people should be advertising on Facebook if they're not. Hey guys, so thanks for having me on, Russ. Um, well, the number one thing with Facebook, why everybody should use it is because it's so accessible. I mean, it, it, any business for that has five or $10 a day can jump on Facebook and literally reach anybody in the world. So you're not limited to just your local area or um, your state or anything like that. You can reach people everywhere and like, Every one, what is like one tenth of the population on planet Earth is on Facebook. So there's nowhere else that you can reach people better than on Facebook at such an affordable price. Yeah, absolutely. So, and guys, just, just in case you don't know, Facebook has been the cornerstone of our online advertising and lead gen for pretty much the last four years. And we've been able to very, very consistently earn back 10 to $15 in revenue for every dollar we spend on Facebook. And that's not easy to do. You might be able to do that, um, you know, like if you're having a launch and you're rolling out something that's especially hot, you might have, you know, a bunch of people buy it over the course of a couple months and get that kind of ROI. But I don't really, I don't know anybody that's been able to do this as predictably and sustainably as we have. And so a lot of people who come into Clients on Demand or a lot of people who reach out to talk to us, they wonder whether their ideal audience is on is on Facebook and whether mm -hmm. they're, they're whether they're reachable on Facebook. And I have to tell you, pretty much everybody we've ever worked with has been able to reach their ideal target audience on Facebook, whether they're in B two C or B two B or whatever it is. The only time you wouldn't want to use Facebook to target your ideal audience is if that audience is really, really, really small. Like, hey, Russ, mm -hmm. I want to target the owners of pizza parlors within a ten mile radius around my house. Okay, well, that's probably like twenty people. So right. Facebook wouldn't be the best way to do that. But for almost all of you out there, if you're not using Facebook advertising, you really, really, really ought to start because it is just the simplest and fastest and most direct way to reach the exact mm -hmm. 
clients and customers that you're looking for. So I mentioned that there's some big, big changes coming up in the world of Facebook. And, and you just talked to your Facebook rep about some of these things. And why don't you break down for us? What can we expect in quarter four? What's changing for the people that don't know? Well, what's it, every year, quarter four, we always see a little bit of an increase in um, ad spend, a lot of people advertising products and stuff for Christmas. So there's typically um, a lot more competition in Q4. But according to my Facebook rep, they're expecting to have more advertisers join the platform during Q4 than ever before. And what happens when you have more and more advertisers joining right now, they have more advertisers joining than new users joining. So the wow. advertiser base is growing at a faster rate than the user base. The users are pretty much staying the same. And, and, and Facebook Live has brought a lot of the young people back to Facebook. So they have gained more users back. But the advertising rate is growing faster. And so in Q4, uh, according to my rep, it's going to be quite competitive this year. And so it's going to be really, really important for you to be able to stand out in the crowd so that your ads are getting the attention, your ads are getting the clicks, um, because it's it's going to get pretty hairy these last few months. So guys, it's just like any other any other market or any other you know any other marketplace where the the demand for advertising space on Facebook is getting higher and higher and higher as people begin to realize what an effective ad medium it is. And so it is going to get more competitive and it is going to get more cutthroat. But but here's the thing. Within that is a massive, massive opportunity mm -hmm. for you because most of the people who are advertising on Facebook have no idea what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So if you can come in there and actually have a, a really great strategy and come in with some expertise and some proven principles that you know really, really work, you can have a tremendous edge over all of these new people that are just jumping in who have never really done it before. And yeah. so that's sort of what we wanted to talk about today. I mean, that's, that's true, right? Yep, absolutely. I mean, if you and we're going to talk about a few things that you can do to make sure that you stand out and you're grabbing attention, because those that are able to grab the attention of the audience are going to be getting the most clicks. And as we know, Facebook rewards you, the more clicks you get, the lower they drop your cost. So if you want to really keep your cost down with Facebook ads, it's going to be very important for you to be able to get a lot of engagement on your ads and lots of clicks. And so it's really going to be important for you to put a lot of effort into doing it the right way. Yeah. So just so you guys understand, one of the basic principles of Facebook advertising is that whatever your ad is, the more people who are, who are engaging with it, the more people who are clicking on it, the more people who are interacting with it, Facebook goes, oh, well, this, this is content that people are interested in. They're engaging mm -hmm. in it. They're, they like it. And so that Facebook will actually reward you with cheaper clicks. It's yeah. very important that you guys understand that principle because the more competitive things get, the more expensive clicks are going to get for everybody. But... If you can have ad copy and images and all these things that are super, super compelling to your audience, you can overcome that competition and still get clicks at a very, very, very affordable price. So if mm -hmm. you want to do that, there's a few things that you have to dial in and we're going to take you through them one by one right now. So Adrian, what's the first thing you mentioned? You mentioned the right audience. So as usual, targeting, I mean, targeting is super important when it comes to Facebook. That's one of the big mistakes that people make is that they do, they go too broad with their targeting and they trying to reach everybody and anybody instead of really getting dialing to into a specific niche. And so when it comes to your targeting, number one, lookalikes are a really good audience for you to be testing right now. So you can do lookalikes of your list, lookalikes of your fans, lookalike of anything that you, any asset that you have on Facebook. 
Well, tell everybody what that is really quick, just in case they don't. In case they don't know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So a lookalike is when you take an asset that you have. So maybe you have an email list. So you have a bunch of emails or you've got fans on Facebook or maybe you've got a pixel on your website that's like tracking people that visit your website. So any asset that you have that is a, is a group of people, uh, you can upload that to Facebook and then you can create a lookalike of that. So what Facebook does is they find all the things that those that asset that you've uploaded, Facebook finds all the things that they have in common. And then they go out and they find more people just like those people. And you can create an audience, a lookalike audience of a million people, two million people and up. And so Facebook will go out and find millions of people that match that criteria. And then you can run ads to them. So lookalikes are really, really powerful, especially if you have a strong base that that audience is is being created from. So, you know, if you've got an email list of a thousand people or more, five thousand people, the bigger your list is, the stronger the lookalike is going to be because they have more people, more data to base that lookalike on. So um, Facebook basically takes your your list or whatever you give them and then they go out and they find all the other people that sort of look look alike look like your audience mm -hmm. and then that creates a custom audience that you can then advertise to at a cheaper price than if you were just using Facebook's normal targeting options yeah definitely it depends on how strong the lookalike is if it's a really weak lookalike like if you upload a list of a uh, hundred people then it's gonna be a pretty weak lookalike but let's say that you sell products or something and you've got you know a thousand buyers that have bought a product from you if you create a lookalike from those thousand buyers those are people that actually spent money with you so it's going to create a very strong lookalike because now it's a lookalike of buyers not just of people who opted in for a freebie or something that's on your list um, same with fans if you have people that are following your facebook page and you create a lookalike of, of them it's creating a lookalike of people who've already taken action and said i'm interested in this topic or this person or that's this company by liking your page. And so that will also make for a strong lookalike as well. So then what about the people that just don't have anything? They're just starting out, they don't have a list, they don't have a bunch of followers and they're, you know, they're kind of just starting from scratch, but they know that advertising on Facebook is this massive shortcut so that they don't have to spend all this time blogging and doing all these other things that we sort of like tell people, yeah. <laughs> tell people not to do when they're first starting out. Yeah. So when you're first starting out, how do you, where do you start then with the targeting on Facebook? When you're first starting out, you need to take some time to do some research. You know, where does your audience hang out on Facebook? What other pages or people do they follow or companies do they follow that's related to the problem that they have? You know, where are they going already to try to find the solution? So you need to sit down and take some time to research your audience and find out what those things are. And then you can target those things specifically on Facebook. So your audience has a problem. They have a problem that they're coming to you to solve. And then you ask yourself, well, if I had this problem, where would I go to fix it? Who would I follow? What blogs would I read? What websites? What books? Where would I go specifically to solve this problem? Right. So that's very interesting because the way that you teach it and the way that we teach it at Clients on Demand is a little different, I think, than the way that most people do it. Most people just say, okay, well, what else is your audience interested in? So in other words, if you're targeting business owners, well, you might go, okay, well, business owners read Forbes, therefore, you know, perfect. But what we found in the past that that doesn't work. Do you want to talk about why that is? Well, when your audience is too broad. So a good example is, you know, let's say, like you said, someone, maybe you help people um, put systems in place in their business. And you think, well, business owners read Forbes, so I'm going to target Forbes. It's not that it won't work. That's just not where you want to start. You right. want to start with something more specifically. So if people are already, if they have this certain problem in their business, where are they going to find the solution to that. And because that way, everybody who's following that 
person has that problem. If you're trying to help people fix their marriages and you say, well, married couples watch HGTV, right? They're watching Fixer Upper and other shows to figure out how to do things in their home. So married people follow that page. So I'm going to target HGTV. Well, not everybody who follows HGTV has marriage problems. So 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 you'd be better off targeting a magazine or a page or an expert that deals specifically with relationships. Because then if I'm following that person, I'm interested in improving or working on my relationship. If I'm following HGTV, I may have a problem with my marriage, but I also might not. And so the mistake that people make is that they target the person instead of targeting the problem. That's that's a huge, huge, huge shortcut, guys. I hope you guys uh, you know uh, wrote that down and understood that, is that you don't want to look at your audience and think, well, what else is this person interested in? You right. want to look at the problem that your audience has and say, where would they go to fix this problem? And that's where you should start your targeting because you're much more likely to reach people that actually have the problem that you solve, where it's not just, you're not just reaching any old business owner, but you're reaching business owner that is trying to, fix the processes in this business. We're not just reaching married couples. You're reaching right. married couples that are trying to fix their marriage. That's a huge, huge, huge shortcut. Okay. Right. So that's where they start. They get that put together. And then the next thing you mentioned was having the right copy. What do you say in the ad? And why is it so important, first of all, to, 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 to have the right copy there? So the other half of targeting that nobody ever considers is actually what your ad says, because you can only do so much with your targeting on Facebook. Now you need to do have your copy do the heavy lifting of then attracting the people within that group that have even a more specific problem. And so the copy is really important to, number one, be put in the words and the language that your audience, how they would talk about the problem. If we talk about the problem from a sense of how us as the experts talk about the problem, it's going to go right over their head. Mm-hmm. And and so as things get more competitive in Q4, it's really going to be important for you to be saying things that are compelling, that grab their attention, that make them curious and that attract the right people. So one of the reasons that Facebook can get really expensive when it's not working for you is you're getting the wrong people into your funnel. And often we wanna blame it on the targeting on Facebook or or Facebook just doesn't work or everybody has all these conspiracy theories about Facebook. But the truth is, is that you can't rely on the targeting alone to bring you the right people. And so the copy has to really be done in a way that grabs their attention, that makes them say, oh, this sounds like me. Like they're shaking their head, nodding yes when they're reading your ad. It sounds like them and they feel like you understand them better than they understand themselves. And if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to capture the attention of all these people on Facebook right now and all the other people that are, are competing against you to, to reach that audience. You've got to have copy that is compelling, grabs their attention and makes people want to click. You know, I always say that the, the ad has one job. And that's to get the click people. So they'll try to do too much with their copy and convince them to take whatever the next step is, whether it's to watch a webinar or book a call or whatever they want the person to do in the end. They'll try to do that in the ad copy. And so it's really important for you to remember that the ad has one job. That's to get the click. So you need to say what you need to say to get the right people that have the right problem clicking on your ad. And I guess and, and, and what Adrian said, too, I just want to elaborate on a little bit. It's all about describing the heaven and describing the hell better than your audience can. So here's what I mean when I say that, and this is what we teach at Clients on Demand, 
is that right now your client, your, your potential client has this terrible problem that they're trying to fix, right? We'll call that the hell. When you can describe someone's problem better than they can, they automatically assume that you know the answer. So the more specifically and powerfully you can describe what their day-to-day -day life is like, the more they're going to respond to it, the more they're going to go, oh my God, this guy really gets me. And the more they're going to trust you. And that trust is a very powerful thing because that trust isn't based on letters after your name or diplomas or anything else. That trust is based on the client understanding that you understand what they're going through. And that to me is the most powerful kind of expertise that there is. And then it's just as important to be ultra specific about the heaven. That's the outcome mm -hmm. that you're bringing the client to. What does it look like when their marriage is saved? What does it look like when they're in the best shape of their lives? What does it look like when all the businesses, all the processes in their business are, are running like a well-oiled machine and they have clients coming in the door every single day like clockwork and the revenue's flooding in and they have all this freedom? What does it look like? And the more vividly and clearly you can describe both of those two places, the more compelling your ad copy is going to be. And, and it's really important to talk about it in the way that the client talks about it. Like you said, what is their heaven and their hell, but not in the way that you would describe it. And and one of the things you call that consultant speak, you know, right. when we're using the, the jargon and the terms for our industry, you want to really try to stay away from doing that because it doesn't have any kind of emotional impact on someone when we use those big words. Like it may make you feel like you're smarter and you might think that it's making you look like you're an expert and you know what you're talking about. But if it doesn't have any emotional impact on them, then it's just going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah, and we see this all the time in COD when, consult when people, especially in the consulting world, they come in and they'll try to run an ad like, um, I don't know, business owners, do your, do your teams lack cohesive productivity? You know, and it's just <laughs> like, what? You know, it'd be yeah. so much more powerful if you ran an, an ad that just said, hey, business owners, do your employees hate each other? Every right. single day when you come into the workplace, is the air thick with the drama between your employees and so many words that are unspoken? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. And, and, Nobody's and, sitting around saying, I wish we had cohesive productivity. Right. That's not what they're sitting around wishing they could figure out. They're like, exactly. how the heck do I get these people to work together and do what they're supposed to do and get great results? Like, yeah. yeah. So guys, just to sum it up, be very clear in your ad copy about who it's for, about the outcome that you're getting them to and describe it in, in words that they would use and about the problems that you're helping them get away from. And again, describe it in terms of the, the words they would use, their day-to-day -day experience of this problem. Stay away from that consultant speak. Stay away from all those big words. It's just, you know, speak to the gut emotionally, yep. viscerally. Yep. You know, it should, it should, your, your, your words should have punch and power and emotional force. That's what sells people, even in the most sophisticated markets. That's what I would do. Even if I had an offer for rocket scientists or engineers or like the most logically brainy people on the planet, I would still target them emotionally because that's mm -hmm. what people respond to. Right. So then in order to go with a copy that you've written, this brilliant copy targeting your audience perfectly, you also need the right image. Now, why is it so important to have the right images in your ad, Adrian? Well, the image is what's going to make you stand out. You know, so think about your own behavior on Facebook as you're scrolling through on your phone or you're scroll scrolling through on the computer. The first thing that typically grabs your attention is the image. And that's what gets you to stop scrolling. And in, and as things become more competitive in Q4 and there's more and more advertisers, more and more advertisers, it's going to be really important for you to stand out. So the image is number one key in standing out. You want to choose images that are very bright and colorful and that are going to literally make people's eyes drawn to them. And 
I try to choose images. So number one, you want to test lots of different images because usually the picture that you think is going to be the best one, <laughs> the greatest picture you tested and it like totally bombs. And that picture that you chose that you're like, eh, I don't really like this one. It usually wins. And, and so when it comes to images, you want to test a lot because it's not based, you know, you shouldn't pick what you think you would like. You want to pick what you based on what your audience is going to respond to. And, and so test images, number one, like I said, bright and colorful, but test images that paint the picture of what their heaven is, but also maybe what the hell is if they don't fix this problem. Fix, choose maybe what their life will look like once they've solved this problem or choose what their life looks like right now as they're struggling through this problem. So and there's a wide range of things, but the most important thing is that it's got to stand out in the newsfeed and you've got to do a lot of testing. So don't give away any secret sauce, but what kinds of images do we find at COD tend to work really well? Just ball. <laughs> um, lifestyle images. So like I said, what do they want their life to look like? Uh, those typically work really well, our lifestyle images. So and think, so think about once they've, once they've gotten this outcome and solved this problem, like what's an image that just really encapsulates and captures how great life can be? We, every time we, we keep coming back to those and we try different things, but we keep coming back to those because they just mm -hmm. work. Yeah. I mean, I, we've done, been doing this a long time now, so I've tested everything under the sun from <laughs> crazy superhero pictures to dog pictures to um, skulls. You know, we, we, we test everything <laughs> under the sun um, because the key is and, and here's the thing. Yes, you want the image to stand out, but I, I don't want you to get too crazy because you also want to try to make it relatable to the topic. You know, so even if you are going to choose an animal picture or some crazy outlandish picture that you're like, wow, nobody could ignore this picture. You still want to try to make it relatable to the mm -hmm. audience, because this isn't just about capturing anybody's attention. You know, we, it's we've done our job on the targeting. We've done our job on the copy. And now we need the image to kind of solidify that. Uh, so when I say you use something that's attention grabbing, don't just choose something that looks crazy because it looks crazy. I mean, choose something that's attention grabbing in terms of its interest and its visibility and how colorful, but also you want to make it related to what the copy and what you're talking, what your offer is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can put a picture of, you know, a supermodel or something in your ads and people are going to click it just because it right. grabs their attention, but it's grabbing their attention for the wrong reason. They're just right. clicking it like, you know, it's an, it's an, it's an automatic response and that's not what you want. You want people to be yeah. clicking it because they're genuinely interested in your message. So the image has to capture their attention, but also has to make them read the copy that you've, that you've worked so hard. Exactly. Yep. So what's one type of image that never, ever, ever does well? Well, <laughs> pictures of Russ, pictures we, of me. we, we always <laughs> joke, of me never do well. Yeah, we always joke that we should just put pictures of his beautiful wife in all of the images. But like <laughs> Russ said, we would just be getting clicks for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but that's the other thing is that a lot of experts uh, think that, well, I had a great photo shoot. I've got these wonderful photos of me. I should use those in my ads. And most certainly you can test them. And I have had people that their images of themselves outperform stock images. Uh, but in our case, whenever we use pictures of Russ, now we do use pictures of Russ in our retargeting and that works really well because it's already warmed up and they know who he is. But it, when it comes to cold traffic, um, you could test pictures of yourself, but definitely be testing lifestyle pictures and things like that as well to see which one does better. Um, we've done a lot of testing in that in that area. And yeah, pictures with Russ work really well for retargeting, but not cold traffic. I don't know why. I mean, I do. yeah, I do. <laughs> 
like nobody wants to see me. Um, so, <laughs> okay, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, um, there's so many people out there, especially lately, that are saying that video ads are the way to go, that video ads you know, are always gonna be outperforming static image ads and then that kind of thing. And I don't wanna get too deep into the weeds on it, but, mm -hmm. but this is something that I wanna address because we are talking about the right images. What's the deal there? I mean, what have we found in all the ads that we've tested? So, I mean, we're always testing new stuff and, and the, the jury is still out on this, but I can say uh, recently we did a big test with video ad on Facebook and on Instagram. And we spent almost $20,000 um, testing the video ads. And the video ads work really well for getting engagement. So likes and comments and shares, lots and lots and lots of engagement. But when it came down to our static image compared to the video ad of who's actually converting, which is really what matters in the end. Um, we found that the video ads didn't convert nearly as much. I think we, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, um, but I know that we had a fraction of the number of conversions from our video ads compared to our static image ads. And if you're gonna use video ads, and here's a little secret, um, <laughs> if you're gonna use video ads, you um, can create an audience out of people who've watched your video so what I would do is if you're gonna test video ads, make sure that you create an, an audience out of those people who watch that video, and then you could retarget them mm. with your static image ad. So there's a little free tip there. But um, so I don't ever like to say that nothing ever works and be like absolute, um, because with Facebook, we all know it changes a lot. And one thing that worked six months ago doesn't work now and vice versa. Uh, so if you're interested in testing video ads, go for it. Just make sure you're watching your stats very, very closely. And you're judging the success based on the conversion or the outcome happening that you're looking for. Don't judge the success based on like, holy crap, I'm getting 0 0.003 cent video views. Like who cares if nobody's signing up for your stuff? And that's the problem right now with everybody is talking about video ads, video ads. And even my Facebook rep was pushing me, oh, you gotta do video ads. And I'm like, dude, we test them. He's like, yeah, I have you know people getting 0 0.0004 cents per video view. And I'm like, that's great, but I'm not looking for viewers right now. I'm looking for converters. That's a huge distinction, yeah. guys. And you're gonna see this a lot. You know, There's a lot of like, like wannabe Facebook gurus or whatever out there that are gonna be, you know, putting those kinds of metrics in your face. Like those are mm -hmm. like, that's a big deal. Like, hey, do you want video views for a penny or a fraction of a penny? And it's yeah. like, well, who cares? You know, our goal here isn't to get people to watch our video. Our goal is to get people to become clients. That's why we call the company Clients On Demand. <laughs> you know, if, if it was video views on demand, we could do that all day long. <laughs> day, we want more clients in the door. So just pay very, very close attention to what people are saying. What is the result that you're mm -hmm. looking for? If the result you're looking for is to get tons of people to watch your videos, then great. But if the result you're looking for is to get a new client in the door, then it's very important that you're choosing ad strategies that actually get that result. And many times that's a lot different than some of the stuff that other people are teaching. Yeah, no, that's that's really important. Pay attention to that because even people that we think that we can trust are putting the emphasis on the wrong metric. Um, we talk about you know that a lot in clients on demand is is knowing your data um, because you can make decisions and scale a business based on data, but we can't scale a business based on video views. So if you're going to test them, go for it. Uh, but just make sure that you're tracking the data and you're looking at the correct metric when you're looking at was it successful or not. Wow. All right, you guys, that was some incredible gold here, guys. So just to recap, 
quarter for 2017 and going forward from there. So it's not just the last quarter of 2017. It's actually from this point forward. Things are going to get a lot more competitive on Facebook. The number of advertisers on Facebook is growing faster than the number of users. And that means the competition for ad space on Facebook is going to get really fierce. But if you want to stand out from the crowd and if you want your ads to be successful, you need the right audience. So use those lookalikes and, and, and custom audiences and make sure you're targeting the problem, not the person. You need the right copy. Make sure your copy is describing the problem that the client has better than they can and, and being very specific about the outcome that you provide. Make sure you have the right images and we find the images that work best are images that, that, that capture what their life is going to look like once they've solved this problem. Do not use pictures of me in your advertising <laughs> in case some of you guys were going to do that. It just doesn't work. And, uh, and if you can do those things, guys, you've got an excellent chance of going out there on Facebook and just you know, beating the ass off of all these people that are just coming in and, 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 and don't know what they do. Yep, absolutely. So guys, look, if you want us to help you with this, this is one of the things that we teach in clients on demand. This is one of the things we help our clients do. You know, Facebook advertising is one of the things that you've got to master if you want to be able to consistently and successfully bring new clients in the door. So if you want to work with me and you want to work with Adrian to make that happen, I want you to go to russrafino.com forward slash call. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes, talk about what's working, talk about what's not working, talk about exactly where you can find your ideal clients and how you should be targeting them. And then we'll come up with a step-by-step -step game plan to attract those clients into your business on a consistent basis and actually probably at higher prices than you are right now. We're talking between three and 10,000 for every client who comes in the door. That's where most of our clients are at price-wise. Adrian, you are the, uh, the ultimate rainmaker. You are amazing. You keep this whole thing going and I'm so blessed to have you on the team. You are a total rock star and you are the absolute best in the business. Guys, um, thank, thank you so you. much for tuning in. And uh, anything you want to say real quick to everyone, Adrian? Nope. Thanks. Thanks, right, Russ. Guys. See, See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.